0: Michael Finnenbach, and this is Sinatra Matters. A musical genius, the timeless virtuosity of Frank Sinatra's recorded body of work will be handed down for generations. Sinatra's imaginativeness and his musical creativity have never been more on display than on his stately recording of Hoagie Carmichael's Stardust. This Iconic reading of Stardust is featured on his 1962 reprise album titled Sinatra and Strings. Backed by a magnificent Don Costa arrangement, Sinatra sings only the Stardust verse. That's right. He famously sings only the verse. Sinatra felt as though the Stardust verse was so beautiful and so rhapsodic It was strong enough to stand on its own, and so he let it do just that. At the transition to the chorus, at the very moment when we anticipate Sinatra singing Sometimes I Wonder, we return instead to Don Costa's gorgeous orchestral tone poem, and the record comes to a close. Sinatra sings only the Stardust verse. One review of this recording concluded with six words. Don Costa, Don Costa, Don Costa. Costa's magnificent romantic overture tears at your heart. Ethereal and lofty, his 16-bar prelude is simply breathtaking. A stately symphonic poem. A beautiful central motif giving way to a dynamic fanfare in the horns before yielding to the beautiful motif again. The music infinitely compelling, amazing. Author Will Friedwald writes, Don Costa's introductory inspiration beautifully sets up stardust lyricist Mitchell Parrish's verse, a storyline of loss and memory. You wander down a lane and far away, leaving me a song that will not die. Love is now the stardust of yesterday, the music of the years gone by. Costa's orchestral tone poem, with its evocation of nostalgia and longing, is so beautiful, so rich in feeling. His overture of swirling strings shadows the melody line. A big timpani accent leads to the very Gustav Mahler-like, passionate horn obligato. Costa's use of horns positively ignites his symphonic opening. The prelude, resolves to strings, evoking soft stars twinkling, stardust. A gentle repeat of the horn fanfare brings us to Sinatra's lofty and majestic and now the purple dusk of twilight time. This poignant reading of the stardust verse remains one of Sinatra's most profoundly honest recordings. His vocal displaying all the unsurpassed sensitivity Sinatra brings to a lyric and a song. At the close, listen to Sinatra's The Music of the Years Gone By, his vibrato trembling on the final gone by, leaving you almost afraid to breathe, least even the gentlest of movements spoil the experience. The orchestra repeats the counter melody at the beautifully resolved coda. It's just impossible to hear this recording and not feel the emotion. Let's give a listen. Here is Hoagy Carmichael and Mitchell Parrish's Stardust from the 1961 album Sinatra and Strings, arranged and conducted by Don Costa. This is Frank Sinatra, and I hope you'll stick around after for a bit of interesting backstory history.
1: Of the years gone
0: Just so majestic. Wow. Towering. Gives me chills. A word about the iconic cover of this album, Sinatra and Strings. A light and shadow study of Sinatra, framed tight, microphone in hand, singing a torch song. Very evocative. The last of the great Sinatra arrangers, Don Costa has been called the Puccini of Pop. His arrangements are seething with melody. Sinatra and Strings contains one immaculate Don Costa arrangement after the other. The album is easily the best work Don Costa ever did for Sinatra. And you can make the argument it is Sinatra's greatest ballad album. It has remained one of Sinatra's most critically acclaimed works. Sinatra and Strings is simply transcendent. Don Costa was born June 10, 1925, in Boston to an Italian-American family. As a youngster, he took up guitar and, in the late 1940s, moved to New York City and set about writing musical arrangements. In 1956, he began a longtime association with Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet, providing arrangements for their recordings. Costa also played a major role in discovering Paul Anka and was involved in Anka's huge pop hits, Diana and Lonely Boy. In 1962, having just formed Reprise Records, Sinatra brought Costa on to arrange Sinatra and Strings, his first ballad album for the new label. Later in the decade, Sinatra would call on Costa to score two of his most enduring classics, My Way and the iconic New York, New York. At the way-too-young age of 57, Don Costa suffered a heart attack and passed away in January of 1983 in New York City. Sometime around 1926-27, at the breakup of his love affair with his college sweetheart, Hoagy Carmichael, so the story goes, was inspired to write the melody to Stardust. Now, he may have been pining for the girl, but he was not hearing the melody as a romantic ballad. Far from it. Carmichael had in mind capturing the hot cornet playing of his great friend Bix Beiderbecke. Stardust was composed as a cornet solo. A word about Bix. In the summer of 1931, the great cornetist died of alcoholism at the age of 28, giving rise to one of the great legends of jazz. Carmichael lived on but spent the rest of his life trying to live up to Bix's genius. By 1929, Stardust was regularly being performed at Harlem's Cotton Club, when in 1930, Isham Jones's instrumental recording made it popular on the radio. The wonderful lyric to Stardust was added in 1929 by Mitchell Parish. Parrish wrote the song using Carmichael's account of how he was inspired to compose the melody which explains the reference to Indiana University's Spooning Wall beside a garden wall. But the big breakthrough occurred in 1940 when RCA Victor released a recording of Stardust by Tommy Dorsey featuring Frank Sinatra. And that, along with a very popular recording by Artie Shaw, turned Stardust into a standard. Sinatra's 1940 recording of Stardust with the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra Set the standard for exactly how Stardust should be performed as a memory centered, romantic ballad delivered at a slow tempo. It's a wonderful recording. Sinatra shares the vocal with Joe Stafford and the Pied Pipers. They start off singing together, and the harmony on the opening, sometimes I wonder, is simply delicious. The Pied Pipers drop out, and Sinatra delivers him out of this world dreaming of a song, and oh boy, his phrasing as he sails above the pipers singing, you are in my arms, is simply beautiful, as is Dorsey's trombone solo. A video of Sinatra singing Stardust from 1943 is available on the internet. Wonderful stuff. One of the most important American musical works of the 20th century, Stardust is the most recorded song of all time. It's been translated into 40 languages. It was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1995 and added to the National Recording Registry in 2004. The song has been featured in numerous films, including My Favorite Year, Goodfellas, Sleepless in Seattle, A Star is Born, and Casino. Woody Allen made Stardust Memories in 1980 with a heavy reliance on Louis Armstrong's record of the song. Recorded by artists as diverse as Michael Buble, Bob Dylan, Ringo Starr, Pat Boone, Rod Stewart, and oh so many more. Not to mention the many jazz greats, John Coltrane, Lester Young, Django Reinhardt, Coleman Hawkins, Errol Garner, and others who recorded the song. But a couple of recorded versions deserve to be pointed out. In 1957, Nat King Cole made a superb pop standard recording of Stardust with one of Gordon Jenkins' finest arrangements. Just a classic. In 1978, Willie Nilsson recorded a remarkably expressive version as the title track of his album of pop standards, about which one reviewer said, People who have never heard of Artie Shaw or Tommy Dorsey or even composer Hoagy Carmichael know Stardust thanks to Willie Nelson. Indeed. But nobody has ever interpreted Stardust the way Sinatra did on that 1961 record of just the verse. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. I'm Michael Finnenbach. I hope you'll join me next time on Sinatra Matters. Until then.